Welcome to the Let the Truth Be Told podcast with me, Apostle Jennifer Abigail Lawson Wallace. I'm the co-founder of Cedars House Christian International, a ministry dedicated to raising believers in Christ. I'm also the founder and international president of Women in Tune, a global army of women faithfully worshiping and serving Jesus Christ. My passion is to teach, train, and disciple men, women, their youth, and leaders to get more intimate with the Lord and serve Him. The aim of this podcast is to bring the truth of God's Word to the body of Christ. Therefore, you can expect in-depth teachings for those who are young in their faith, as well as those who are serious with their Christian walk and want to grow. Be ready to be strengthened, equipped, and empowered in your daily walk with the Lord as you listen to the Let the Truth Be Told podcast. Welcome back to Let the Truth Be Told. We're continuing with our series, Walk About Zion. We've been looking at the Church of Jesus Christ. Psalm 48, verses 12 to 14 says, Walk about Zion and go all around her. Count her towers. Mark well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces, that you may tell it to the generation following. For this is God, our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to death. This scripture instructs us to consider the church. It instructs us to, to mark what is exceptional about the church to know her identity, to know her purpose, because this is what we will pass on to the coming generation. We have a generation that is struggling with the church, to be the church. And so we need to revisit these things, to know what makes the church unique, to know what makes the church God's people upon the earth, to know what our purpose is. And that is what we've been exploring so far. In the first episode, we look at the identity of the church. Who is she? And then in the last episode, we looked at her purpose. Why does she exist? What is the purpose for which God made her? In this episode, we are going to look at the church's mandate. And we need to know that this is important. Because without her mandate, she will not be able to fulfill the things that have been given of her by God. So what is a mandate? A mandate is an official order or commission to do something. Is the authorization to act given to a representative. The authority to act, the authority to do certain things that is given to one representing another. A mandate is to give someone authority to act in a particular way or to act according to the wishes of the one given the mandate. Now we, if you have watched the previous episodes, we are representatives of Christ on the earth. We are his body. We are his army. We've been called forth to declare his praises. We are his ecclesia. And we've been called forth to govern. We've been called forth to display the mystery of Christ to the nations. We cannot do this without a clear mandate from God, who owns all things and to whom the earth belongs. A mandate defines the mission of a person. 
And so the mandate and mission of the church is encapsulated in the Great Commission. The Great Commission is the instructions Jesus left for his church to go and preach the gospel and disciple the believers and disciple the nations. Everything the church does must fall within the Great Commission. The Great Commission is our mandate from Jesus Christ. So the church can never say we don't know our mandate. He made it very clear, and we'll have a look at that. What exactly is the Great Commission? What does it entail? And how are we to rise up in the framework of the Great Commission? Remember, I said mandate gives authority. All authority has been given to us through Christ Jesus. The mandate was given to the church on the premise that all authority in heaven and on the earth has been given to Jesus Christ. He owns all authority and he has passed on authority to us to act on his behalf, even on the earth. So nothing can stop us. No one can stop us. The only person who can stop us is we ourselves. Hallelujah. Jesus possesses all authority and power and can give it to whomever he will, and he has given it to us. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 to 11. The Bible says, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You can also look at Daniel 7, verses 13 to 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 24 to 26. Also look at Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 to 10, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 to 9, and 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 22. This will almost say the same thing of the power, the authority, the dominion that has been given to Jesus Christ. And Jesus gave it to us to act on his behalf in the Great Commission. The Great Commission, therefore, is the official order, commission, authorization, and mandate given by Jesus Christ to his church. The official mandate, the official commissioning, the official order, the official authorization given by Jesus to you and I to act on his behalf and to spread the good news to all humanity and establish his kingdom in all nations. Let's look at what exactly Jesus said. First of all, let's look at Matthew's account of the Great Commission. You'll find this in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. It says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So in Matthew, the instruction is very clear to go into the world and preach the good news. 
because all authority has been given to me. Let's see what Mark also said. Mark's narrative, you'll find in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 to 18. It says, and he said to them, that is he, Jesus. It says, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Again, very, 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 very precise. What Jesus said to the church and is saying to us in the mandate of the Great Commission. Then you, we come to Luke's version of, of uh, events, how Luke narrated it. And we find this in Luke chapter 24, verses 46 to 48. It says, Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Hallelujah. So through these scriptures, we see that Jesus Christ gave a mandate that the church is to go out, that, that really the world will get to know about what has happened by the church going forth and preaching and discipling and raising the kingdom of God in the nation. And this is what I want us to explore further as the mandate of the church. Now, when you read all the scriptures, as I have mentioned from Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you realize that there are four key instructions in the mandate of the Great Commission. Four key instructions. First of all, Jesus said, go. Go therefore. This is a sending out by Jesus of the entire church. Go, the entire ecclesia, the entire family, our body, the temple going for the army, bride, the royal priesthood, Zion going for the entire body of Christ being sent out by Jesus Christ. It is the going forth of the entire church in the name of Jesus Christ to all community and all society in every nation, region, and the nations of the world. He said, go. We are to go. Go therefore. I have a friend and that's our, our, our slogan. Go ye therefore. This must be the driving force of the church. Because of the authority backing the command. There is authority backing the command to go forth. Go forth. Go ye therefore. That's what the King James Bible says. We are to go but not wait for people to come to us. And that's part of our problem now. We, we sit in there and we're wanting people to come. We are to go, therefore. And thank God that these days, because of social media, because of technology, 
We can even go without leaving our homes because we can use every avenue to reach out. It is a reaching out to the world. We can use every avenue to spread the good news. It says, go therefore. We are not to rest or settle on our laurels. We are to go to families, go to communities, villages, towns, cities, societies, and nations. And thank God I, I'm excited that people are even finding innovative ways of doing church, of the church going forth. People are holding church services in cafes and, and in pubs because that is their way of going to the people, going therefore. When the first church at Jerusalem got distracted from the Great Commission, they got distracted from the going therefore, they settled down and became entrenched in social welfare and care. And this created problems. When you read Acts chapter 6, you'll see that they now had problems. They were complaining about food rationing. Can you imagine that? The driving force was no longer there and they had settled. When the church settles, we become complacent. We become almost like a, a, a social welfare group. And there are many people who think that way. Many people who even go out there but don't actually share the gospel, only focus on social welfare. But Jesus gave us the mandate and there was authority backing the mandate. Go ye therefore. Therefore is a conjunction. It's joining Jesus' statement that he made before he said, go ye. He said, all authority has been given to me, therefore go. We have the backing of heaven to go. I'll share a bit more in the next uh, episode when we come to the mission of the church. But when the apostles in the early church settled, they had problems. Actually, they soon realized that they were being distracted and appointed deacons to take over those duties. Ultimately, however, the Lord used persecution to scatter them and send them out and forth. And this caused the church to grow and spread. You can read about this in Acts chapter 8, verses 1 to 3. So the first mandate of the church is to go, therefore, we are called to go and we have authority almost like a wind pushing us out, pushing us forth. This is a time that I believe that the Spirit of God is going to push us out of our comfort zone. We are afraid of persecution. We are afraid of all kinds of things happening to us. But under the power of the Holy Spirit, praise God, we will go. Hallelujah. The second aspect of the mandate is preach the gospel of the kingdom. So we are mandated to go out there and preach the gospel of the kingdom. If you are out there and you are not preaching the gospel, you are not fulfilling the great commission. It's as simple as that. It says share, preach, teach the gospel of the kingdom, giving everyone a chance to hear and to respond by either accepting or rejecting it. At least, let's give the world an opportunity. Our task is to preach and proclaim the gospel. 
We are not mandated to get people born again. We are commanded to preach the gospel. And we are commanded to preach the gospel of the kingdom to all and give them a chance to respond. Now, let me explain what I meant by we are not mandated to get people born again. Jesus used the terminology only once. That was when Nicodemus came to him trying to find out how to get into the kingdom, how to access the kingdom. And Jesus said to him, you must be born again. Since that time, we don't find any record of that, of Jesus saying that. Rather, Jesus commanded us to go and preach the gospel of the kingdom. So the gospel is not you must be born again. And I think that is part of where our problems have originated from. Because we have preached you must be born again, you must be born again, you must be born again. And then we tell people to say a few words and they say it and they think they are born again. But they don't have any understanding or any idea of the kingdom. That they are to now live as citizens of the kingdom. That they are to exhibit the qualities of the kingdom and they are to pursue Christ's kingdom agenda on the earth. The gospel is not you must be born again. The gospel or the good news is about Jesus Christ and his kingdom and the opportunity being offered to others to partake of the kingdom. Hallelujah. We shall continue this discussion of the instructions given by Jesus Christ in the mandate of the Great Commission in the next episode of Let the Truth Be Told. I hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and perhaps even challenged by this message. You may also watch teachings related to this message and other topics on my Let the Truth Be Told YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to. I'd love to hear from you, so please do sign up to our email list at letthetruthbetold at cedarshouse.org and subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. To find out more about me, Jennifer Abigail Lawson Wallace, our ministry and the work we do, visit our websites, womenintune.org, quiverprayermovement.org and cedarshouse.org. You may join our community on social media and engage with us there. This podcast was sponsored by Sublime Gifts, home of elegant, bespoke Christian gifts, from personalized cards and cushions to devotionals and luxury picture frames. Please do remember to visit their website, sublimegiftsuk.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to download and listen to the podcast. God bless you.